to Pop Culture Footnotes, the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon. And we are very pleased this week to be joined by our good friend, Lenore. Hi. Uh, Lenore <laughs> is joining us to talk about Saturday Night Live. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. <laughs> but before we get into that, we're going to do our Media of the Week segment. So Lenore, you're our guest. Tell us what you've been reading or watching or listening to this week. Okay. Um, uh saw Mission Impossible Fallout this yes. week, and I loved it. It was okay. awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Think what you want about Tom Cruise. He's legit. <laughs> I mean, he's out there doing stuff. I mean, he learned how to fly a helicopter yep. just for the movie. Yeah. Um, it is impressive. I thought it was an intelligent <laughs> plot, and the action is awesome, and... If you're gonna see it, see it in a recliner. <laughs> is it kind of long? I feel like those movies are sort of long. Eh, it's never so too much. long with that much action. <laughs> awesome. That's oh, one I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> one, that's one that we should have covered on this podcast, maybe Mission sometime Impossible? in the future, because yeah. I've actually like start. I've never seen them, <laughs> so I've started mm-hmm. watching them before I see Fallout because I didn't want to go in on number six. Is it before yeah. watching them? Anyway, you absolutely have to at least see five in order to really okay. understand what's going on with six. Great. That would be my That's one criticism of it is it doesn't really stand alone. Mm-hmm. You've okay. got to have seen at least the one before it. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. But the one before it was really good. Okay. So Andrew and I rewatched all of them leading up to it. Yeah. And, um, most of them I was just like, how, how does Tom Cruise keep getting work? Because he's really bad at his job in this. <laughs> In these movies. Um, sorry, not Tom Cruise, but like his character, Ethan Hunt. I was just like, Ethan Hunt's not that good of a star. Oh, I was going to say, like, we're just saying Tom Cruise, like, oh, yeah, no. eats people up and flies helicopters and does all his own stunts. I'm not the hugest fan of Tom Cruise, but he's fine. I'm not either. <laughs> but Ethan but he is Hunt, impressive I was in just that like, regard. how does he keep getting worse? <laughs> and then number five, I was like, this is actually a good movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I've only made it through one and two so far, and people kept telling me, you can just skip two. I loved <laughs> two. I it's like so two. absurd I and great. Yep. And the whole masks thing yeah. like just cracks me up every yeah. time. I, I, you know, and I didn't hate any of them. Mm-hmm. I, I liked them yeah. all. So cool. yeah, you should do a Mission Impossible podcast. Yeah, we yeah we're going to have to. <laughs> They'll do a seventh one, and we'll come back around <laughs> and recap them all. Anyway. Uh, not when they keep making mm-hmm. money, that is. Shannon, how about you? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a song. Um, so this is random, but I... Um, so at work, I listen to Spotify, and they'll recommend, like, random things to me. And I listen to a lot of, like, Broadway stuff and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And so there's kind of some, like, Broadway and comedy and whatnot. Um, I can't really remember how this came up, but this song from Teen Titans, Go to the Movies, <laughs> came up. And I have not seen Teen Titans oh, or seen should. this movie. I would probably love it. Yeah. Um, but there's a song in the film called Upbeat Inspirational Song About Life. Yes. And um, can I play just a little bit of it? Because it's a delight. There you go. Yes. Do your kids like those then? Uh, <laughs> so we have never actually watched 
Teen Titans, like uh-huh. a show before. Because um, there's Teen Titans, there's Teen Titans Go. Okay. We have not watched either, but we went to see the movie because... I know we thought it's a fun kids movie. We want yeah. to see the movies. And there so haven't wanna... been that many good kids movies this summer. Yeah. It's the impression I've gotten. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but. But we went. My kids loved it. We oh. loved it. <laughs> like, we, you don't have to watch any of the show to get it. It's okay. great. I'll check it out. And I love Goofy Michael Bolton, <laughs> who sings that song, and that will come up during this SNL episode again, maybe. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh. Yeah. I have to put that song on my Everything is Awesome playlist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I told him at work. I'm like, it's like everything is awesome. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, pretty much. We're actually mm. going to be going as Teen Titans for this holiday. That's right. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Very excited about awesome. it. Anyway, uh, what have I been doing this week? I have been, I watched Batman and Robin this week. Um, if cross you, promotion. Yeah, a little cross promotion there, but also it's true. <laughs> So, Shannon is going on um, Andrew's podcast this week, Pop Culture Footnotes, to talk about one of her favorite movies, Batman and Robin. I wouldn't say one of my favorite movies. Okay, all right. I do really enjoy Batman and Robin, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there was like a study or something recently published saying like the guilty pleasure movie from each state or I, I don't know, something like that. But oh, really? Utah, it was Batman and Robin, so Andrew was like, oh no, we have to have Shannon on to talk about this. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so as a result, we had to rewatch Batman and Robin, so thanks, Shannon. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I've been making an ice-related pun right now. I have one in my back. Be cool, Shannon. <laughs> there you go. I got it. <laughs> so good yeah so good um, and speaking of puns and just funny things in general we are going to be talking about Saturday Night Live this week so um, let's talk about our first exposure so I think maybe Shannon do you want to go first and then I'll go and then Lenore you can tell us about your first exposure to Saturday Night Live alrighty alright um, sure the first full episode I can remember watching of Saturday Night Live was when Dan Radcliffe hosted because I really <laughs> love Harry Potter. We all know this, and I love yeah. Dan Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lana Del Rey was the musical to guest, and she yes. did a terrible job, oh, but she's great. Yeah. Other than that, but it was like a bad introduction yeah. to Lana Del Rey. Um, but other than that, like I've seen clips. Um, the one thing in particular I remember is my U.S. history teacher in high school um, showed... He just played, like, the best of John Belushi one day, like, that whole DVD. Um, yeah. Did you say teacher burnout? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But, yeah. So, I've just seen clips of it. Yeah. Through, I mean, YouTube. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for me, I think um, I remember my parents getting the best of SNL Christmas DVD when mm-hmm. I was in maybe middle school. Um and it took a couple of years, but then they let me watch it, um, and they skipped a few <laughs> sketches. Um, but that got me curious about what this whole SNL thing was, and so then I started watching it whenever I could, not super regularly, but yeah, that was pretty much my first exposure. How about you, Lenore? Well, all right, here's the oldie of the room. So, um, actually, what happened was um, the, the boys that I hung out with, this was like ninth grade, they started doing this whole like wild and crazy guys (laughs) yes and they were quoting stuff and i'm like what are you talking about and they're like oh this show and there was sort of this at my age the subversiveness just to how late it was on Mm -hmm. that was like oh man you know 
that's kind of cool to stay up that late. And mm-hmm. I don't know why my parents, bad judgment, they were like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I started watching really from the beginning. Just I, I, I probably missed the first couple of episodes, but I've since seen them. So yeah. I have been watching awesome. my whole life. It's, it's Saturday night tradition. <coughs> Because we're always home by then. (laughs) (laughs) That was one thing I was going to say. Like, I didn't grow up watching it because it was (laughs) so late. We were very much like 8 o'clock bedtime people, even on weekends. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, no. Well, I would be alone. I I mean, you know, like my older siblings (laughs) would be out on dates or whatever. Mom and dad go to bed, and I would just Mm. sit in the dark and watch it and just just eat it up it just really (laughs) spoke to me i i loved it yeah great well um so we're going to be talking about saturday night live we're going to be going through kind of chronologically here um and talking about the cast members and we're going to be um talking about favorite sketches major references things that you need to know if you're not super familiar with snl or if you're a little bit familiar and just want to understand some more references so um shannon take us away shannon's going to explain the Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, just learned this (laughs) about how the show came about. But this is super interesting. um, So, Johnny Carson, when he hosted The Tonight Show, sounds like on the weekends they would run, like, Best of Johnny Carson. Like, they would do a clip show kind of thing and show that over the weekends. And what he wanted to do was move that to, like, another Friday nights or another night of the week. So, he got, like, two weeknights Mm -hmm. off for... Um, the month and so the since that show was so popular NBC wanted something else to run in its place and so sounds like this is what happened yeah. <laughs> um, they wanted some other kind of variety show to take that spot um, and the other thing of note is that Warren Michaels um, has been it sounds like the showrunner pretty much since the beginning um, I think there was a time he wasn't yeah, was he left for a short period yeah, and yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was kind of the inception of the show, and Lauren Michaels always on board. Um, and You know what's funny about yeah. that to me is that the Saturday Night Live audience was not the Johnny Carson audience. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that's just <laughs> interesting to me because it's not the same people who were watching. So Yeah, totally. Anyway, yeah. But, <laughs> And they film it at 30 Rock, which is yeah. still a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see a bunch of stuff that has kind of like held over from the beginnings of the series. Yeah, totally. Um, I guess I was going to say too then as far as format too mm-hmm. before we get into like the different time periods. So it, mm-hmm. the show always maybe it starts at the cold open um, and then at the end of the cold open someone is like um, live from New York it's Saturday night yep. um, going into like the intro with all the people in the cast and that kind of should maybe play the theme music at some point <laughs> but that whole song and um and then with each episode we've got like a celebrity host that usually comes out and does a monologue and they're um, present in a lot of the sketches throughout the show and then they have a musical guest who normally does two numbers mm-hmm. throughout the night yep and it is so and we'll talk about this but nowadays it is all sketch comedy um apparently it wasn't always right uh, at, the, <laughs> at the very very beginning it was it was more of a variety show. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you would have someone do five or six minutes of stand-up, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then a couple of musical numbers, which they've mm-hmm. kind of kept, but 
I don't know. It was just more of a variety show. Like, and now yeah. we're going to have a song, and now we're going to do this, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they um, also um, were originally going to have a permanent host, and hmm. they decided very quickly. I, I think after the first few episodes that they would um, have a different host all the time. Yeah. Did they choose someone to be the host for a little bit, or they never even they, they, they selected someone? They. I believe they chose Albert Brooks. I'm trying to remember. Um, But I I think he was one that was at least in the running. I know that George Carlin hosted the first one, so I don't know if they were going to maybe have him do it, and then they decided Albert Brooks. But anyway. Yeah, totally. Poor Albert. Um, yeah, so it is largely a sketch comedy show, um, but they do have, and most of the sketches are done live, but they do have some pre-recorded <laughs> like uh, they've had commercials, like fake commercials. They've had animated series or uh, what do you call them? Mm-hmm. Sketches, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so some of it is pre-recorded, but most of it is live. Um, cool. So let's get into the first cast. So um, the first cast members were mostly hired um, among Second City alumni. Second City is a comedy group um, improv in. Chicago, yes. And I haven't laughed laughed so hard in my life. I saw them earlier this year. Nice. And, oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Even even now, a lot of the people who are hired on SNL get hired from Second City. So, um, but the original cast included Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Gilda Radner, um, Chevy Chase, who at that point was um, kind of part of the National Lampoon group, I guess, production company. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there was Jane Curtin, Lorraine Newman, Garrett Morris, and George Coe. The original head writer was Michael O'Donohue, who was actually also a writer at National Lampoon. So, yeah. Oh, and side note, their uh, their original theme music was written by Howard Shore. Awesome. An Academy Award winning composer. There you go. From, he composed Lord of the Rings. So. Oh, very yeah. cool. Bunch of Disney stuff too, right? Yeah. Am I making that up? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Cool. So. Um, Lenore, you kind of mentioned like what it was like when the show first started. Yeah. Did you have any, were there any like standout sketches or bits that you remember (laughs) from that period? You know, like I say, just for me and my experience with my crowd, um, it immediately had this pop culture impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it affected the way that we talked. We were quoting it all the time. Um, It was the thing that we talked about. Um, In my crowd, we had a dance Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday night at the church every Saturday night and then you left the dance and went and watched <laughs> Saturday Night Live and then the next day or the next couple of days at school mm-hmm. and stuff you know if, if you didn't watch it that just was not cool like, mm-hmm. kind of like hey did you see that and and you just had to go yeah, yeah. even if you didn't you had to say yeah I saw that <laughs> because that was kind of the cool thing to do so um, yeah um Blues Brothers, huge. I mean, that was on my list. Huge. So bad. Um, yeah, uh, all all the boys wanted to be them. You know. So can I, you explain like what that sketch is, just really briefly? Um, <coughs> I know that my dad went to a dance as one of the Blues Brothers in high school, but other than that, I know like almost nothing about it. Okay, now I'm not aware of sketches. They performed. They were, oh, they, I gotcha. they they did songs. They were a musical oh. group. They went on to have a movie which my mother wouldn't let me see. To this day, I haven't seen it. Although my mom passed away, maybe I can go now. I don't know. Yeah, I I never saw the movie. My mom wouldn't let me see the movie. But um, But it's Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, right, who are also, Mm -hmm. like, 
on SNL doing sketches mm -hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. And okay. and after John Belushi passed away, um, his brother Jim filled in a few times for performances, things like that. And mm -hmm. um, so they they've performed a lot at House of Blues and mm -hmm. um, yeah. Awesome. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at. I, okay, spoilers, I am looking at Wikipedia for a lot of this. That's so unusual for this show. I have to tell you, I, for, for me personally, <laughs> my favorite part was the news. Uh, yes, uh, which started the, second the season, news, right? Yeah, yeah, the fake news. <laughs> sorry to use that phrase. Um, I, I, I've always really loved satire, and so I loved I loved the the sketches where uh, Chevy Chase was Gerald Ford, the, the kind of the parody <laughs> and the satire of the news. Um, and my very very favorite part of the news was Point Counterpoint mm -hmm. with Jane Curtin and mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd, because at some point during Point Counterpoint. He would say, Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> and it was just so awesome to see. It was something that you kind of wanted to see in these news programs. Can you imagine on Face the Nation or something like that? You know, somebody turning to one of the other um, guests and saying, you ignorant slut. And he would say it so seriously. And, and it was just a little subversive and really fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so the, the news sketch is called Weekend Update. Yes. Um, and along with that, because it's also it's discussing current events, SNL also has a reputation for parroting political events of the time. So the, and that started with Chevy Chase mm -hmm. and his Gerald Ford impression, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then after that, it was Carter played by uh, Dan Aykroyd, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Wow. Haven't thought about that. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have to think for the for the cast members, it's got to be gold when someone gets elected that you can do. <laughs> you know, then suddenly you're in. You you got yeah. at least one sketch every week that you're going to be in because you can do the president. Yeah. yeah, I also feel like it's a big it's a big win for comedians who maybe like you know maybe they're okay but maybe not SNL level but they can do a really good impersonation of the guy who gets elected president yeah. so <laughs> they get onto SNL. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Can cool. I talk about my favorite one? Yes. It's when Bill Murray comes on this. I don't know if we're getting that, but yeah. he came on still pretty early yeah. in the mm -hmm. show. 1976? Yeah. 1976. Um, That's the second season. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so my favorite one's Olympia Cafe, where um, they have... I guess it's um, John Belushi is like, it, they're just serving people, but they go like hamburger, 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 or cheeseburger, 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 um, and some will order a Coke, no Coke, Pepsi. And so like, it just, the whole joke is that they don't sell anything there except cheeseburgers and Pepsi, basically. Um, but it's just so funny, them ordering out the cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Yeah. It cracks me up. Now, speaking of Bill Murray, so he came on the second season. Um, Chevy Chase was actually only on the first season, which I didn't realize. I know. He um, was a such a defining character. Mm -hmm. And I remember years later, somebody saying something about he was only on one season. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. Yeah. yeah um, he just took off, though, right? Yeah. So basically what happened was, um, I guess he and, I guess <coughs> he and Bill Murray kind of uh, clashed a bit. Um, and a lot of fans actually sent Bill Murray hate mail because they felt like the network was bringing him on to replace Chevy Chase. Um, and I guess, so I'm looking again at Wikipedia, sorry. <laughs> um, but I guess that, uh, I guess that 
Chevy Chase got into a brawl with Bill Murray. Oh, that was in 78. So that was when he was hosting. Um, um. But he was, I guess in 1997, he was banned from ever hosting again. <laughs> But you know what? These guys were so young. Mm-hmm. And so when you read about some of the drama <laughs> backstage and stuff, I mean, they were kind of young yeah. knuckleheads who were kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, they, they were abusing drugs and they mm-hmm. were drinking and they were, um, you know, I know Gilda Radner and Bill Murray had a thing. They were, they had relationships and breakups mm-hmm. and you know, it was Trauma. young. Yeah. And young totally. problems. Yeah, totally. Um, so then in 1977, that's when SNL really started taking off, um, apparently. Um, they hired a writer, Al Franken, which he, whom you may know as the senator from Minnesota who recently resigned. Senator. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Al Franken was hired and his comedic partner, Tom Davis. Um, they were writers and they were also featured players, so occasionally they would also star in um, sketches. Um, and then at that time you still have Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Bill Murray, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner. Um, and then that kind of continued for a few years um, until Al Michaels actually left the show. Um, he actually wanted Al Franken to replace him as the head writer, but the network kind of went behind his back and hired somebody else. Um, also around the same time, Harry Shearer was on the show, which I did not know. Yeah, really? I, I, yeah, I didn't realize. Now that you say that, yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it, but yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, he was on the show as a repertoire <laughs> player. Um, mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know who she- Harry Shearer is, we just talked about The Simpsons last week. Harry Shearer is mm-hmm. one of the big players on The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> voices a lot of characters. So, Yeah, also that year we had um, a few other featured players. Peter Aykroyd, Jim Downey, Brian Doyle Murray, who is Bill Murray's brother, um, Don Novello, Tom Schiller, Paul Schaefer, and Alan Zweibel. Did I miss anything there? No. I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Anything else we want to add about that period? Um, <clears throat> well, some of my favorite ones, um, you know, Bill Murray, I, I don't blame the network if they did bring Bill Murray on to replace Chevy Chase mm-hmm. because and, and Chevy Chase is great, you know, mm-hmm. he was great. Um, but in a lot of ways, I felt like he was, you know, he did the weekend update, he did the Gerald Ford, but Bill Murray just brought this ocean of characters. And um, he and Gilda Radner did the nerds where, you know, he was always trying to, you know, make out with her and stuff and she was just kind of out to lunch and um you know he did the lounge singer i can't even mm-hmm. listen to star wars <laughs> without star thinking but <laughs> star wars yeah. um he, he just brought a wealth of characters I, I i think he was a rich addition i i give um lauren michaels a lot of credit for if nothing else, that guy can spot talent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we'll see that when we go through and we look at all the so different people. So many people. people <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, also around this time, we need to mention, um, sorry. So in the, the change up with uh, Lauren Michaels leaving the show, most of the cast wound up changing. Um, so our new cast consists of Denny Dillon. Robin Duke, Gilbert Gottfried, who I will always remember as Iago. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, Tim Kazarinski, Gail Mathias, Eddie Murphy, Joe Piscopo, 
Anne Risley, right, Risley, um, Charles Rocket, Tony Rosado. Those are our repertory players. And then our featured players include Yvonne Hudson, Matthew Lawrence, Lori Metcalf, <laughs> My Emily Frager, and Patrick Weathers. Um, what's super funny about this, so I watched, um, I was saying, I like watch Mojo, all of those like top 10 mm -hmm. sketches video. Uh, they do top 10s of things. So mm -hmm. I watched a bunch of top 10 SNL sketches, top 10 SNL actors, like different things. Um, every time they brought up Eddie Murphy, they said this was the dark ages of <laughs> SNL. And like, I, it, was it true that he was, they said he was the only one that was really a star out of this group. And just hearing the names, I'm like, yeah, I haven't really heard any of these people. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's not too far from the truth. But you know, I, I wouldn't call it the dark ages because of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I mean, good. honestly, <laughs> that guy had enough talent to carry the whole cast. Yeah. yeah. Although uh, Joe Piscopo was a very talented guy as well, I really thought that he would go on to. St of course, I thought Eddie Murphy would too. That that he would go on to be a bigger star. I, I I should look up what happened to him. He, he kind of disappeared. He was very good. He he did a Frank Sinatra that was just killer and, and he did a lot of impressions uh, really liked his Frank Sinatra mm -hmm. but Eddie Murphy yeah uh, <laughs> the first time that I saw Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood <laughs> it was just so funny that um, I don't know even his Gumby I'm Gumby damn it it was just <laughs> hilarious uh, his James Brown yeah was Awesome. So, um, so you mentioned a few sketches here. Yeah. Would you mind just explaining to us a little bit about what those are? So the first okay. one, Mr. Robinson's, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. neighborhood. Okay. So <laughs> Mr. Robinson's neighborhood was Eddie Murphy's take on Mr. Rogers, mm -hmm. um, from the perspective of a black um, Mr. Robinson who lived in a less than ideal neighborhood, mm -hmm. and so he would come in and he had a little theme song. Um, you know, won't you be my neighbor? And and he had in the song, it was just hilarious. It was about how I'd love to be your neighbor, but um, when I move in, all y'all move out. You know, <laughs> and uh, and um, in one skit, you know, he's he's talking and he's just being this sweet sort of Mr. Rogers kind of guy. And then there's a pounding at the door, and he's like, "It's Mr. Landlord. Let's go see Mr. Landlord." And then he walks off the door and goes, "What do you want?" You know, <laughs> it was just this funny kind of foil to. Mm. to what what was for many a reality of the of a, a black inner city experience mm. as opposed to the Mr. Rogers experience. Yeah. Have you uh, seen Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary? Yes. I love it. And they bring it up and it sounds like Fred Rogers wasn't super thrilled with it, but they have this cute part where they have like a picture of the two of them and Fred Rogers goes, That's me on the left. <laughs> like it's like Eddie Murphy. He's like, that one's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love the idea of Eddie Murphy being like, you're the real Mr. Rogers. It's good to meet you in the meeting. That's so tender. Oh, yeah. 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 It was very mm. clever. And, and behind it, I think what made it clever was that behind it was this statement about this is not my experience, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I think, you know, a lot of Americans, I thought it was funny, um, but I think that for a lot of Americans, it there was a statement in there, very slyly inserted in, saying, you know that whole Mr. Rogers putting on the sweater, changing his shoes, that's not my experience. Mm -hmm. um, I'm living a very different life. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, very clever. Yep. 
Um, and then you mentioned Gumby. Gumby, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> Eddie Murphy was a funny guy. He could do almost anything and be funny. <laughs> but for him to be, he would come out dressed as Gumby. I don't know yeah. if you guys know Gumby. I, I know Gumby a little bit from my early childhood, but Gumby Same was enough. like a stop motion animation. Yeah. A yeah, green blob of a thing. Yeah. And, and, and his buddy Pokey, who was this orange horse. I don't, I don't know. These guys had to be on drugs when they came out. <laughs> and so Eddie Murphy would be Gumby, but instead of this, you know, stop motion child's thing, he was really mad and mean. And so it was just, again, this great foil to... You know, the public character is Gumby, this child thing, and then, but really, he's an angry, <laughs> profane person, you know. Yeah. It was just very funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Great. Um, and then, was there another one that you mentioned? Um, he's James Brown. He, oh, he yeah. would just do James Brown, and it was just <laughs> such a, 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 a very a very good and very funny impersonation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. And so, we mentioned that, um, so Eddie Murphy was hired on in this big change-up period, um, and that was because, like we mentioned, Lauren Michaels left the show. He was replaced by Gene Dumanian, um, who only lasted a year. Um, a, there were a lot of critics who were like, the show is a pale comparison to what it used to be. It's awful, blah, blah, blah. And the only really um, like standout from the cast was Eddie Murphy, mm -hmm. um, which is why he and Joe Piscopo were the only two people from that cast who actually made it to the next season. Um, so the next season we have Robin Duke, Christine Ebersole, Mary Gross, Tim Kazarinski, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Eddie Murphy, Joe Piscopo, Tony Rosado, and then with Brian Doyle Murray. So he mm -hmm. was um, a featured act or featured cast member who is now kind of back. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that Brian Doyle Murphy left at the end of that season. Um, Christine Ebersole and Tony Rosado were actually fired. Um, so yeah, a whole yeah. lot of change up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't really remember um, Risotto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, but Christine Ebersole, I, I could see why they got rid of her, but she wasn't necessary. She was a, a very good straight man, straight mm -hmm. woman, um, but she didn't bring a lot, so I see mm -hmm. why they didn't bring her along. Yeah, I think she was also related in some way to one of the producers, which is probably why she was on. Mm. Yeah, there you so go. yeah. All right, and then, um, and by this point, I believe that Lauren Michaels is back. Yeah, yeah. I, and the reason that I don't think it's fair to say, you know, it was the Dark Ages is because <laughs> it actually got worse. So, um, oh, great. I wish you had Eddie Murphy um, during that time. Yeah. Um, Hold on the phone. I think they had a few years that were pretty thin. Yeah. Okay. So, the 82 to 83 season, um, a lot of people came back, but we do have some new um, additions. So, Namely, we have Brad Hall, um, we have Gary Kroger, and we have Julia Louise Dreyfus, mm -hmm. um, who you may know from Seinfeld <laughs> and Veep. Um, Are there any notable sketches with her? I don't think I've ever seen her stuff on SNL. Um, she, she was okay. She would do this thing with uh, spit takes. Where oh, she would oh. just <laughs> spit takes as people talk. That okay. was one of her things that she did. This is this is what I'm referring to as. It, I think it actually kind of got worse oh. because now you don't have Eddie Murphy, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I I mean she's very talented, but um, I I don't know that the kind of irreverent political humor and things were really 
um, you know, she's done great in Veep, mm -hmm. but these were these sketches and things, and I just, yeah. I don't think you have anybody particularly cutting edge that was really, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, now, to clarify, Eddie Murphy is still on the show for the first couple of years that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is there, but I think he exited in February of 1984. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so also during this period, we also have, speaking of Eddie Murphy, his Buckwheat impersonation, oh, which I love. Buckwheat is one of the characters on Little Rascals. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, all right, and that takes us to uh, 83 to 84. So this is when Jim, or Jim Belushi first appeared on the show. Um, and like I mentioned, Eddie Murphy's still on at this point, um, but he just exit this next season. Um, so yeah, um, and Jim Belushi, like we mentioned, he is the brother of, uh, by that point, the recently deceased John Belushi. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, any standout sketches from Jim Belushi's tenure that you want to talk about? No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, there were a few things. Um, Tim Kazarinski had this really funny character um, that on Weekend Update where he mm -hmm. was like a doctor and he would talk about um, uh, diseases um, but he would like one time he was talking about uh, diarrhea and he would talk he would like he said if you're if you're related to royalty it's called princess diarrhea because <laughs> princess die was you know <laughs> and, and he would kind of do a play on the names of diseases and things and it was it was you know it was very low key but but pretty funny but this is starting to get into a little bit of a dry period mm -hmm. which i have to say I think is a natural life cycle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you come on and you're as big as Saturday Night Live was, there's going to be a backlash of it's not as good as it was. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, I don't think you can maintain top level year after year for yeah. 40 years. There's going to be some ups and downs, and I think this is a little bit of a down. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think, yeah, I think that you're right that SNL, because it has been on for, what, 40, 40 plus years 40, now? Yeah. 43 something 43. like that <laughs> um, it's it goes through these cycles where it's like really really good and then it has <laughs> and then it's really That's good so again um, and we're starting to get into a really good spell in, in <laughs> chronology here um, so we have in the 84 to 85 season we have Jim Belushi still uh, we still have Gary Kroger uh, we still have Julia Louis-Dreyfus and then they are joined by Billy Crystal Mary Gross Christopher Guest Rich Hall, Harry Shearer, who comes back, um, Martin Short, and Pamela Stevenson. Also, Larry David is hired as a, a writer for the show. So, yeah. Um, and apparently, this season has more pre-taped segments than any other SNL era before or since. So, there's that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Uh, what do you guys, what, anything we want to talk about on that? So, this is when I was paying the least amount of attention. I'm... I'm you know, here's my personal life story, but I'm, I'm a new mom, so I'm, you know, I'm getting into raising kids and, you know, things like that. And if I'm up at that time, it's involuntarily. So most of this mm -hmm. stuff I've gone back and watched later. So um, I, I would say that um, Billy Crystal and Christopher Guest uh, would do these skits. And I know sometimes it sounds really bizarre to just tell you about a skit when you kind of have to watch it, but they, they would play buddies and... One of them would 
struggle to find the word and the other one would know it and it was always something really crazy bizarre <laughs> and strange and yet the other one knew like like you know they'd be talking he'd say you know that thing where you're um you're uh, uh and the other guy would say you take a shrimp fork and shove it up your nose yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they were these buddies and they would be um you know like it would be late at night and they were security guards or they were construction workers working together and they would just sort of go through this whole thing yeah and then you know that thing where you're uh you know your wife drives your car over a cliff. Yeah, yeah, that. Thing, you know. <laughs> and it was just kind of strange and bizarre, but really funny. And, you know, um, yeah. I, I mean, Billy Crystal and, and Christopher Guest. I mean, yeah. they're hilarious. Yeah, so, um, well, but that was probably a standout <laughs> from that time frame. Yeah. Was uh, totally. with those skits? They were just hilarious, and and it, that sort of caught on in the popular culture too, where you know you could be talking to someone and go, you know, it's that thing where, and start, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. If nothing else, it's like just a testament to how many people launch from this show. Mm-hmm. Like they start on SNL and then yeah. immediately after, or <laughs> more films and have their own TV shows. And yeah. although which, I will say that um, Billy Crystal was a was a a, a well-known comedian already um, oh that's interesting and, and martin short i mean these guys had had careers so yeah this is a little different period too where saturday night live actually reached out to huh. people who were big names already interesting it's sort of you know th- their history was finding new young talent mm-hmm. yeah this is the first time they're actually trying to capitalize hmm. on established names yeah to get people to watch yeah huh. totally um Oh, and I should, I, I mentioned earlier that Lauren Michaels had come back by this point. He had not. I apologize. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> but also, so I mentioned Larry David was hired as a writer. So there's a really funny little story about Larry David from this period. So he was hired as a writer for just this one season. And um, apparently he didn't, like, do super well as a writer there. Apparently <laughs> only one of his sketches ever actually made it to air. And it was in the last five minutes of the show where, like, the weaker sketches aired. Because mm-hmm. um, they tend to stack the really good ones at the beginning, and then as the show progresses, it gets weaker. So that way, if they run out of time, they can cut the ones that aren't very strong. Um, so his, his only sketch aired in the last five minutes. So he wasn't very happy. <laughs> so he quit. And then a few days later, came back into work and pretended that nothing had happened. And... <laughs> So he continued working on the show and stayed on the payroll <laughs> until the end of the season where they let him go. <laughs> but um, if that sounds familiar, it's because Larry David was a writer for Seinfeld and he used that as an inspiration for one of the episodes. I was so. going to say, that's a George Costanza thing. Yeah, 100% a George Costanza thing based on real life. Terms. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, so um, that gets us into the 85 to 86 season. So Lauren Michaels does come back, um, and he decides that he wants a younger cast for the show, kind of like what you were saying with uh, you know trying to find the younger, like up-and-coming uh, talent. So in the 85 to 86 cast, I had no idea that this <laughs> cast happened. Uh, we have Joan Cusack. We have Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. Nora Dunn, Anthony Michael Hall, John Lovitz, Dennis Miller, Miller Randy Quaid, who at the point that he was hired was an Academy Award nominated actor. Um, <laughs> Terry Sweeney, Denitra Vance, and then the featured actors were A. Whitney Brown, Al Franken, Don Novello, Dan Vital, and Damon Wayans. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. Tapping into that Wayans yeah. talent that you have there. Seriously. Um, um, I speaking gotta of, tell- he yeah. was fired mid-season. 
Oh, no. Damon oh. Wayans. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Anyway. I, I think that Dennis Miller was one of the best uh, anchors of Weekend Update they ever had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He His delivery... It, that was a real highlight, I think, for Weekend Update. Mm-hmm. Um, and then A. Whitney Brown would do uh, commentaries on Weekend Update. They were so clever. He, he's very smart. Mm-hmm. And they really should have been published as as editorials in the New York <laughs> Times. I mean, very, very smart mm-hmm. humor um, yeah. from those guys. Really yeah. quite impressive. <laughs> totally. Now, we mentioned all the heavy hitters in this season. But Joan Cusack, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Michael Hall, Randy Quaid, and Terry Sweeney were all fired at the end of the season. So <laughs> that no talent, Robert. Right? <laughs> I think he made it out okay. <laughs> I think so. Um, also, Denitra Vance ends up quitting at the end of the season um, because she's extremely frustrated because she's so. Denitra Vance was the first female black woman cast as a regular on the show. And she quit because she was only ever put in stereotypically black roles. Um, well, yeah. thank heavens we've come a long way since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when, now I'm trying to think of more recently who the guest, I think it was Carrie Washington that was maybe on as a guest host or something, but I they, they put her in every, she had to do all these impressions because they hadn't had an African-American woman on the show for years. And everyone, they kept like hassling Lorne Michaels about it. And yeah, I remember that being a thing recently. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yep, totally. Um, other big Thanks. milestones from this season, Terry Sweeney is the first openly homosexual male cast member. Um, also the first openly gay actor ever to appear on American television show and the second of two SNL writers. Oh, he was the second of two SNL writers from the 1980-1981 season to be hired as a cast member. Um, so yeah. Anthony Michael Hall was also 17 at the time of his first appearance, so he's the youngest male cast member overall. And he went on to some not great. <laughs> he, yeah. I, I, he's another one I thought was going to have this big, long career, mm-hmm. and he really didn't. I watched The Dead yeah. Zone religiously <laughs> when I was in, maybe it was middle school, high school, anyway. <laughs> yep. Um, also, a couple of milestones from the season. So, Ron Reagan, um, son of Nancy and Ronald Reagan, he hosted. Um, so, he is the only child of a living or dead U.S. president to host SNL. Um, and then we also had Catherine Oxenberg, who is the first and so far the only member of the royal family to host SNL. So, wow. There's that. Go. Yep. Cool. Very cool. Uh, so, moving on, we've got the 1986-1987 season. So this has Dana Carvey, Nora Dunn, Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks, Victoria Jackson, John Lovitz, Dennis Miller, and then featuring A. A Whitney Brown and Kevin Nealon. Okay, and I feel like this is like a real renaissance mm-hmm. for Saturday Night Live. Um, the, this cast came on and it, for me it was like Saturday Night Live is back. <laughs> um, they were a fantastic crew they uh, everyone that you mentioned had skits and things that I'm like oh they were so awesome and, you know Kevin Nealon did uh, subliminal man on weekend update Dennis Miller's still the <laughs> anchor doing great stuff on there mm-hmm. um, Victoria Jackson's not on yet is she, is she, she is, yeah. okay mm-hmm. she just um, 
she had a song, I'm a Bimbo, that was just awesome that she did. Um, um, so I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Dana, well, Dana Carvey is, is just headed for greatness. Yeah. But of all these, my very favorite, Phil Hartman. Yes. Uh, just such a talented guy, and um, I just loved the way he would just give himself over to the characters. Mm -hmm. The anal retentive chef <laughs> to this day is one of my very favorite characters. Um, okay, so what is the anal retentive chef? So he would, uh, he had this cooking show, and it was the anal retentive chef, and he would say, well, today we're going to, you know, be making um, veal parmesan or something like that. And he would mm -hmm. say, well, we're going to begin by cutting the onions. And so he would start to cut, and then he was like, oh, those aren't even. Well, we'll have to start over, you know. <laughs> and then he would say, oh, and here's the ends. We need to throw these out. Now, the way that I throw these out is I, I will put them in a little paper bag, and then we fold it over three times, and we staple the bag. And he would spend the whole time talking about how he was going to throw out the ends of the eye, and then they would run out of time. So, so he never actually made anything. He would so focus on some little mundane detail. It, it was pretty funny. So That's great. Yeah, he, did, he did great. Yeah. So... Um, and Sorry, go ahead. John Lovitz, um, he had the uh, pathological liar <laughs> that, that was just a hilarious character that yeah. he would do. Um, he also did the actor. Oh, you know, we, you know. I quote that all the time, acting! acting. <laughs> so explain that sketch for So he, he's an actor, but he, like, was one of those most unbearable, you know, like I'm an actor and it's so awesome. And, and so something would happen and he would portray some emotion and then he would just turn around and go, acting, you know, he had just been pretending and yeah. very into his own art. Yes. Yes. Um, so you mentioned Dana Carvey. I, ha I have to talk about Church Lady because it's one oh. of my favorite. Um, so Dana Carvey played this, like, Church Lady hosting a talk show. Um, and she would constantly be like, could it be Satan? <laughs> well, she absolutely oozed self-righteousness yes. out of every pore in her body. And so she, she would, would like, bring her lips on. <laughs> and, and there were some great moments. Um, one is that they had um, uh, Fawn Hall on, who was the uh, woman who had an affair with Jim Baker, I believe. Sure. who was a television preacher who, you know, so uh -huh. it was a big deal. And so so here church lady has her on and is, just, you know, so this woman had an affair with a married man who's a famous <laughs> television preacher, you know, and brought down the whole church and everything. And it was just so juicy to have this super <laughs> self-righteous, you know, because she would say, you know, so how often do you go to church? You know, and she'd say, well, I don't really go to church. Or she'd say, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to church last week. Oh, so some people only go to church when it's convenient. <laughs> Which uh, I saw an interview with Dana Carvey, and he said that was actually based on um, somebody that he knew. He goes, I remember as a boy, we went to church. We didn't often go, and we went one day, and the lady behind us said, Oh, I guess some people only come to church when it's convenient. <laughs> and that, it, for this little... Dana Harvey boy set in motion church lady. So thank you, self-righteous lady. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, that gets us into the 87 to 88 season. So the cast mostly stays the same here. Um, the only the only really big change is that Kevin Nealon becomes um, a regular cast member instead of a featured cast member. 
Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then let's see. So 88 to 89, again, largely the same cast. Um, but you do have the addition of Mike Myers as a featured actor and Ben Stiller. Um, so both of them came, went on to be, uh, you know, pretty big movie stars. Um, as, or Myers ended up staying on SNL for six years. Um, but Stiller ended up leaving the show mid-season, spring of 1989. Um, and, yeah, cool. Yeah, they just, like I say, I wouldn't have touched that cast either. <laughs> they were really cranking out some pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yep, 1989 to 1990, again, cast is largely the same. Um, the only real big change is that Mike Myers becomes a regular cast member. Um yeah, uh, Tom Hanks's opening monologue in this season poked fun at opening monologues, so there was that. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks is one of the one of the people who's hosted the show. Like, is he in the Five Timers Club? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's hosted the yeah. show quite a bit. He's he's been in there quite a bit. Yeah, um, and one of these seasons is when you see the uh, Tonto. What was it, Tonto? Uh, Frankenstein. Um, oh, I can't remember. They were, the, they were characters that just didn't speak well. And so <laughs> Kevin Nealon was Tonto, and, and, and Phil Hartman was was Frankenstein. And so then they would like interview them or something, and it just you know Frankenstein would just go fire bad, <laughs> and Tonto would go sun setting. <laughs> People just. You know, um, and Phil Hartman also played um, caveman lawyer, mm -hmm. which he was a caveman that they found in the ice. They thawed him out. He became a lawyer, <laughs> and uh, that was pretty. Funny. He had this really heavy brow, like like Pro Magnon man, yeah. um, uh, and he was very sophisticated, very smart. But he would say, "I'm just a poor caveman. I don't understand." You know, mm -hmm. it, it was very clever. Yeah, <laughs> great. Now, I think. So I, I always think of Steve Martin as being a regular cast member on SNL, but he never was, was he? No. So all of those like really notable sketches with Steve Martin were just from when he was hosting? Yeah, or he would guest, you know, because yeah. Tom Hanks, mm -hmm. um, John Goodman, a lot of these guys, they just pop in for a skit on occasion. <laughs> you know, yeah. if they're not hosting, they're, they're just... They just pop in, and yeah. so yeah, Steve Martin would do that. He did stand up on one of the very first episodes. Mm -hmm. um, he did a stand up with the arrow through his head oh, and yeah. stuff <laughs> when he was doing really crazy stuff, and then and then he started doing the skits. And so the I can't think of their name. The the foreign brothers who would you know two wild and crazy guys. <laughs> that was just him bit. get him uh, <laughs> popping in for that skit. Yeah, great. Um, so that gets us into the nineties. So. Um, 1990, 1991, we've got largely the same cast again. So Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks, Victoria Jackson, Dennis Miller, Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon. But then we also have the addition of Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, and Chris Rock, and Julia Sweeney. And then our featured actors include A. Whitney Brown again, Al Franken again. And then the addition of Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, and David Spade. Um, Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of these guys are, again, big heavy hitters. Yeah, this is, and you know what, well, this is Lauren Michaels finding that talent. That's what he does best is finding these great guys. Mm -hmm. And this is where we see my personal all-time, because I was trying to think, what's my all-time favorite skit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley. <laughs> 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 um, 
it's Please just, describe that. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. So, so it's the it's it auditions for Chippendale dancers and Patrick Swayze. So we have Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. And if you don't know who these guys are, you just have to watch this to know why it is so funny. And the funniest part is they do they dance a little bit, and the judges say we still can't make up our minds, you know, because <laughs> you've got this gorgeous Patrick Swayze with the perfect body, and then you've got Chris Farley who, who struggles. Um, and I saw an interview with uh, Adam Sandler where he said that, that even the day before they did the skit, Chris Farley called him and said, should I do this? Because I'm just going to be the fat guy. Mm. And I'm worried that then that's going to be my character and my joke from then on I'm just the fat guy yeah and Adam Sandler think heaven said I think you should do it <laughs> and he went for it and, and that's something I love about Chris Farley he just goes for it he yeah. is all oh in. yeah yeah we should talk about um the oh what's his name motivational speaker oh <gasps> Matt Foley yes because oh, <laughs> yes. that's another that's a really good Do one you yeah, I mean, he, so what is it? The kids have done something wrong. I don't know what, but, and it's David Spade and Christina Applegate who are like trying so hard not to laugh. They kind of both turn their heads so you can't see them cracking up and breaking character the whole time. Um, but Chris Farley just comes in there as a motivational speaker and he's telling them how terrible his life is pretty much. That. I don't know, however old he is, and he's divorced, and he lives in a van down by the river, and he keeps, like, adjusting his pants, and at one point, he's, like, getting so into it, and he just, like, does his dive onto the um, coffee table, and just, like, breaks, the falls onto the coffee table and breaks it. It's so funny. Yeah, it's great. Cool. Um, so, then 1991 to 1992, again, largely the same cast, uh, Chris Rock becomes a repertory actor. Um, as does Julia Sweeney. Um, and then it's got with Ellen Cleghorn, Siobhan. Siobhan. Thank you. Siobhan. <laughs> Shannon is our uh, local pronunciation expert. <laughs> no, I am not. That is a first. <laughs> it's because I know how hard that name is to pronounce, and I'm like, keep that in my head. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we've got Tim Meadows still, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, David Spade, who are now bumped up to with actors instead of <laughs> featured um and then we've got featuring beth cahill we've still got al franken melanie hutzel and robert smeagol smeagol i don't know um so here uh julia sweeney mm -hmm. had a character pat I don't know if you've seen any of hers. Mm -hmm. No one mm -hmm. could tell if Pat was a boy or a girl. So that was the whole point of the skit was that these people that she works with or that she's with, anyway, they were trying to find out if Pat was a boy or a girl. She would wear these clothes, like she just had this shirt and these pants and she was a little chubby and you just couldn't really tell and she just had a short haircut. And um, so they kept trying to find out her gender and it was, you know, they did several of these skits, you know, it's Pat. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> like they're like, um, so Pat, what magazines do you read? Do you read like Glamour or GQ? <laughs> and she says, I just read People. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It was, a, it, was, it was a fun character. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, a little note about this season. So this season set the record for the most female performers. 
Um, it would later be broken in the 2013-2014 season. <laughs> uh, Victoria Jackson, she left at the end of the season, but she was the longest-serving female cast member in SNL history. Um, her record was later broken by Molly Shannon. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So 1992 to 1993, uh, again, largely the same. Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman, Mike Myers, Kevin Yellen, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, Julia Sweeney, featuring Ellen Clayhorn, Melanie Hutzel, Tim Meadows, Adam Sandler, David Spade with Al Franken, and Robert Smeagle. So what we're seeing here, because you've got Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, Mm -hmm. this is when Wayne's World is really... um, (laughs) taking on pop culture in a whole nother way. <laughs> Party on Wayne just became a thing. Yep. And, and um, I don't know what year they did their movie, but, but yeah. they, they had their movie. Um. I read that that was one of the like last sketches in the show and it started out in like one of those kind of throwaway ones that they stick at the end, uh-huh. but it ended up becoming really popular anyway. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. Of, like, even as I'm telling you guys some of these skits, it's like, I know it sounds stupid, but it's really funny. It's kind of, you know, it's like, it's these two guys in a basement doing a show. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny, though. Which, I think we've actually glossed over one of the sketches from the 80s that I love, which is the, uh, the Kennedy look bits with, uh, what was it, Bob and Doug McKenzie? Oh, you know the- what I'm talking about? The Strange Brew, or I think Strange Brew that and came from, from that. But you know, and I didn't realize that they did those bits on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I think that they had to. They came up with these sketches <laughs> um, and added them to the show so that the show could air in Canada. Ah, see, and I wasn't in yeah. Canada then. And you were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Canada had this law that you had to a certain percentage of the show had to feature. Um, can't like yes Canada references mm-hmm. it had to be about Canada mm-hmm. so they plugged in this sketch that was just like totally meaningless and not all that funny <laughs> um because they wanted it to air in Canada but they had the map of Canada yeah they're they in parkas and they and they had like and they were surrounded by all this Canadian merchandise yes, yes. <laughs> yeah anyway Which I, see and again this is part of Saturday Night Live is the subversive I'm going to expose the ridiculousness of a lot of things <laughs> yeah you know? and even that it's like you're forcing Canadian content, well, then we're going to really make fun of that and make this as Canadian as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. So 1993 to 1994. Should we mention, t- there's a note on yeah. here just about Sinead O'Connor being on the show and yes. tearing apart the oh. picture of Pope John Paul II. Yes, please talk about that. Um, that's all I was going to say about it. she performing? That was quite a controversy. I don't know what she was protesting in particular, but I feel like occasionally there's these moments with... Um, the musical acts that there is some sort of buzz around and normally yeah. like they just go out and perform and that's it and that's all well and good yeah. um, the the one in my mind other musical act and not even that recent memory was when Ashley Simpson yeah, went on and lip synced <laughs> so occasionally just to bring up the like, like oh scandal she lip yeah. synced like everybody lip synced so there's right. anyway if more people lip synced it would sound better I, yeah. I, you know Saturday Night really has a rich history of making great artists sound like crap. I, I don't know why, but like you could watch someone on Saturday Live and just go, eh. I think it has to do with the acoustics on yeah, the Yeah, there's something, because I've seen a lot of really, um, the performances were fine, they just sounded, they didn't sound that great mm-hmm. to the TV viewing audience, so. 
that kind yeah. of have. And That's you know, bummer. something I missed too was Norm McDonald. He's um, coming up next season. Is he coming up next? Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure next. we didn't miss him. Let's go ahead and get into the next <laughs> season. So the next season, we've got Ellen Clayhorn, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman, Melanie Hutzel, but we're joined by Michael McKean. Uh, we're joined by Norm McDonald as a featured actor, Jay Moore, and Sarah Silverman. Yes. So, yes. Oh, thank you. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so well, Norm McDonald hosted um, or anchored Weekend Update, and his he had such a um, man. He was like that teenager that sat in the back of the classroom, you know, with his arms folded <laughs> and never did his homework and was just kind of laughing at the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of had that kind of energy to him. Um, one of my favorite bits that he did is it, it was uh, December, and um, the headline was uh, Kenny G releases a new Christmas album. <laughs> and so he, he's there, and he, he says, This week, Kenny G released a new Christmas album. Merry Christmas, Jesus. I hope you like crap. <laughs> and that was the kind of weekend update he did. And, and it was absolutely hilarious. Um, and, you know, his career's been a little up and down, and people can be really hard on him. I, I happen to think he's very, very funny. Yeah, I like Mark McDonald. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, his tenure on Weekend Update... So at the end of this season, uh, Kevin Nealon hands over the reins of Weekend Update to Norm MacDonald, and that happened with Nealon kissing MacDonald on the mouth, which people at the time were like, oh, what happened? What was that? Um, The one who should really be worried about that is Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, also adding to the controversy of this season, so Martin Lawrence was a host, and I guess that his opening monologue included an extended series of comments about feminine hygiene. Um, which were not appreciated, especially since it was live TV. Um, the syndicated version of the episode actually replaces the offending section of that monologue with a graphic, um, which is read by an off-screen announcer, um, describing in vague terms what he had said and noting that it almost cost, cost SNL employees their jobs. Um, so since then, Martin Lawrence has been banned from appearing on SNL. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, also oh in this boy. season, so Phil Hartman and Julia Sweeney left. Um, Melanie Hutzel, Rob Snyder, and Sarah Silverman were fired. So there's that. Um, 1994 to 1995, so we have Morwenna Banks. Um, we have Ellen Clyde still. We have Chris Elliott. Um, Jan- You're going to have to correct me, Shannon. Jane Ann. Janine. Garofalo? Janine. Janine. Thank you. <laughs> it does not look like that, though. <laughs> uh, Mark McKinney, Tim Meadows, Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, Adam Sandler, David Spade, featuring Al Franken, Laura Keitlinger, Jay Moore, and Molly Shannon. Yay! Yay, Molly Shannon! <laughs> She's like a personal hero of mine. I like Molly Shannon so much. Um, yeah, so speaking of Yay. Molly Shannon, so one of my favorite sketches, uh, she... She was in so many good ones. Yeah. Um, she was in the Superstar sketch, Superstar. which uh, became its own movie as a result. Um, she was she was in the uh, was gonna... the one <laughs> the radio um, uh, show. I was gonna say, are we allowed to say sweaty balls? Sweaty balls. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> Yep. Uh, to this day, it's just as funny as the day it aired. Yep. It became oh, a Ben and Jerry's ice cream, too. Yep. yep. <laughs> there's a, there's a Shorty Balls ice cream. 
Oh. <laughs> like, that's really gross. <laughs> but, but funny. <laughs> One of the things I love about Molly Shannon is that she is such... She does not break. Like, mm-hmm. She she yeah. doesn't matter how ridiculous yeah. her co-stars are. She does not break. It's yeah. so, like when Will Ferrell came on and he would do these ridiculous, oh, over-the-top things. She would just play off of it and just be totally cool. Yeah. And it to- like it totally made the sketch. She was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Anything we want to add about that before we move on? No, now I want to get to Will Ferrell next. <laughs> Let's go. I'm like, there's so many. So, Norm Macdonald in. Oh no, sorry, that's, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Ah, uh, so the 1995-1996 season, we have Jim Brewer, Will Ferrell, Daryl Hammond, uh, David Cochner, Cochner. I don't know. Um, Norm MacDonald, Mark McKinney, Tim Meadows, Sherry O'Terry, who I also love, mm-hmm. um, Nancy Walls, and then featured players were Chris Kattan, Colin Quinn, and Fred Wolf. So, yeah. Um, we're starting to get into the period <laughs> that I think of as, like, the yeah. renaissance because that's when I started watching. <laughs> um, it must be a renaissance I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good Will Ferrell sketches. So, I gotta say, Jim Brewer... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I was sort of lukewarm about him on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. You listen to his stand-up, he is hilarious. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think it's one of those cases where maybe he um, wasn't quite the perfect fit for the format of Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. but his stand-up is he's a very funny guy. But it kind of shows how... Um, how talented Lauren Michaels or, or whoever uh, mm-hmm. is running this because you can't just go, oh, this guy's funny, put him on Saturday Night Live, he'll be funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you've got to have someone who really fits that mm-hmm. very unique skill set. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, and then speaking of Will Ferrell, so my favorite, one of my favorite sketches with Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, because it's hard to pick one, um, one of my favorite sketches with him was um, him and Sherry O'Terry were these cheerleaders. <laughs> you took mine! <laughs> Spartan cheerleaders. Spartan cheerleaders. I love that one. Who's that Spartan in my TP? It's me. It's me. Can I, have I told you this story about how, so I'm not normally a very gutsy person, but I had seen that sketch so many times and I thought, I, I want to do that. Like, I think that'd be so funny. I wrote like a little bit and made a friend do it with me at a talent show and I did it, um, it, my college like BYU has this um testing center so you go and so I did it as if we were cheering in the testing center <laughs> and we wrote some of the sketches and did the whole like final cheer thing that they do with them that whole dance and I was a hero for a week awesome. <laughs> but I love that bit so much nice. we have to bring up cowbell too <laughs> which one more cowbell oh yes more cowbell there's one that it's was it VH1 then they did like behind the music mm-hmm. sketches and so it's a parody of that but they um, it's Blue Oyster Cult and they're doing um, Don't Fear the Reaper <laughs> but Christopher Walken will come in and say but you know what this song needs more cowbell and um, Will Ferrell's just this kind of creepy looking guy that like has a cowbell in his head mat and yeah. you can kind of see his stomach poking out <laughs> he's just doing it. Uh, yeah. that's a good one you know, I remember watching that and going does he know that his sweater <laughs> not realizing that Will Ferrell doesn't care yeah. and went on to do 
crazy. <laughs> One of my favorites is when they were having a, a business meeting and he comes in late to the mm-hmm. business meeting in nothing but a little star spangled banner like <laughs> speedo. And and you can watch it. no one is holding it together. Everyone breaks. And it turns out that actually they rehearsed it with something um, that covered him a little bit more. And he, he sprung that on them on the version kind of this little thing and it's a lot of Will Ferrell that you see. And, yep. and he has no shame. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, and he did Celebrity Jeopardy too. Yes. That whole bit's oh, very yeah, funny. Trebek is hilarious. Yeah. Um, also, he was uh, Bush. He was George mm-hmm. Bush. Yes. Um, and what a George Bush. <laughs> Strategery. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Daryl Hammond, speaking of, he was Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Daryl Hammond's Bill Clinton. Yes. He was great. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, so Sherry O'Terry, we kind of mentioned in the Spartan Shooter. I also loved her, um, her like, uh, oh, what was it? She was like a get off my lawn type old woman. Yes, the old lady in the, the thing. Um, my ball now. I remember watching it and thinking, that is what I want to be when I'm an old woman. Why <laughs> 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 now? Why <Mine> now? <laughs> um, we haven't talked about like david spade but it looks like he leaves after this there is one bit um i haven't seen before but just in researching for this um he's a flight attendant with someone else on the show and they he's just like mean i think it's like (laughs) bastard airlines or something like i can't remember what it's called but there you go and um but as people are leaving the plane he goes like bye-bye bye-bye and that kind of made that a thing like a phrase (laughs) But that yeah. bit was really funny. Um, <laughs> um, another thing that uh, David Spade, a, a little expression, um, they would do this skit where he was the um, assistant for, and I, they may have changed it, but the one that I remember, um, it was for Dick Clark. Mm-hmm. And so when people walked up, he'd say, and you are? And he would tell them to have a seat, and he would never let them in. Like, you know, that was the whole thing, is like they were never getting in. And in, one, uh, in this particular skit, Jesus walks in and he's like, and you are? And and he's not getting in, you know. um, He really perfected the very snotty, and you are. Yeah. And then there's Chris Kattan, who um, my favorite is gay Hitler. (laughs) Um, He played Hitler with like a pink armband. Oh, and, and like a pink scarf. Oh, and he would do that Mr. Peepers, which <laughs> oh, I, yes. I really hated, but it was pretty funny. Where he's this monkey man. Yeah. He was such a small guy, he could yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. It was kind of kind of creepy. Totally. And Mango. Mm-hmm. Which he also did, where he was this diva <laughs> sort of yep. guy. Totally. Or very short shorts. <laughs> yep. Oh, great. Um, so getting into the next season, so again, cast is largely the same, but with the addition of Anna Gasteyer, um, who we mentioned Shweddy Ball. She was the other one playing <laughs> off of Molly Shannon that with mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin. Um, yeah, Anna Gasteyer is another really great, like, straight woman. <laughs> yes. So. yes. Yeah. And did we get Tracy Morgan oh, Tracy in there, Morgan. too? Yeah, Tracy Morgan joined the cast. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> And then getting into 97 through 98, so um, Norm MacDonald was um, actually fired 
um, and it was a bit of a surprise and there was a lot of speculation and scrutiny. Um, apparently, McDonald frequently targeted the O.J. Simpson um, trial and made it like a recurring joke that um, an NBC executive disliked. Um, so the rumor is that that is why he was fired, but uh, the, the executive denied those allegations, but nobody really knows. So. No, and I yeah. remember being pretty mad. As, mm -hmm. as a Norm McDonald fan, I was pretty mad that, yeah. that he got fired. But he was replaced by Colin Quinn, um, who at that point was moved up to be a repertory player. Um, and a, a really funny guy. He's mm -hmm. really great. And in fact, I think it's still on Netflix. He's got a comedy special that's hilarious. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting into 98 to 99, so we have, again, largely the same cast. Will Ferrell, Anna Gasteyer, Daryl Hammond, Chris Kattan, Tim Meadows, Tracy Morgan, Sherry O'Terry, Colin Quinn, Molly Shannon, with featured players Jimmy Fallon, Chris Parnell, and Horatio Sands. Um, so Jimmy Fallon, you probably know from, his, he's the host of The Tonight Show these days. Um, and and then, you may know him from being the person who breaks in every single every scene. Every single scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he would go on to host Weekend Update eventually. Um, and then in 1999-2000, there was a bit of a shake-up, apparently. So, repertory <laughs> players, we have Jimmy Fallon, who's been bumped up now. Will Ferrell, Anna Gasteyer, Daryl Hammond, Chris Kattan, Tim Meadows, Tracy Morgan, Sherry O'Terry, Chris Parnell, Colin Quinn, Horatio Sands, Molly Shannon, and then featured players, we have Rachel Dratch and Maya Rudolph. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Um, Rachel Dratch does that good bit, uh, the Debbie Downer. Yes. <laughs> Or wah, she'll wah. say something sad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Maya Rudolph, the most memorable one I think of is when she, um, I guess it's kind of a Whitney Houston impersonation, but they don't <laughs> flat out say that, but she goes and does the national anthem, but she like barely sings it. Yeah. She's like, oh, and, like doing this whole thing. It's yeah. just great. I also <laughs> love her Oprah impersonation. Yeah. And uh, at this time, too, um, Anna Gasteyer and Will Ferrell mm -hmm. do um, a couple that um, they're, they're teachers at like a, a junior high or something, and they're doing a, an assembly, and they're just nerdy. So, so then they'll do, um, you know, like some modern rap that has filthy lyrics, <laughs> but they do it as this middle America couple, you yeah. know, and uh, it's pretty funny. That is a good one. Mm. Uh, yeah, so um, also in that season, so Tina Fey actually became the, show, the show's first female head writer. Woo! Woo, Tina Fey! <laughs> I love Tina Fey. But yeah, so Tina Fey started out as a writer, so getting into the 2000s, uh, 2000 to 2001, um, Colin Quinn left the show, and Weekend Update was turned over to Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey. So they were actually the first duo to host Weekend Update since the early 80s, um, and that was Christine Ebersole and Brian Doyle Murphy. Um, and people loved Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. Like, yeah. They're so I, I, honestly, <laughs> I think they are the... That's, that's the perfect mm -hmm. Weekend Update. I, that was my, that's my favorite part of the show, <laughs> and I have some really favorite anchors. But Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon were the best. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, so and so in this season, 2000 to 2001, Tina Fey really, um, she was a featured player. So she was in Weekend Update. And I think that originally they were only intending to use her for Weekend Update. But then people liked her so much, they started incorporating her into more sketches. 
Um, and part of that was her because mm -hmm. she she would say I'm not good at sketches like yeah if you think about it when you're a writer to sit and be an anchor um, is a very similar thing to just writing the stories she didn't see herself really as as an actress who mm -hmm. could do skits yep yep absolutely um, so that season we have Jimmy Fallon, Will Ferrell, Anna Gasteyer, Daryl Hammond, Chris Kattan, Tracy Morgan, Chris Parnell, Horatio Sands, Molly Shannon, who actually left mid-season. Um, mm -hmm. And then featured players, we still have Rachel Dratch and Maya Rudolph, but they're joined by Tina Fey and Jerry Minor. Um, and then we get into 2001-2002. So um, I don't really remember what happened with uh, like the 9-11 terrorist attacks. But, um, I mean, like I remember it, but... Um, I don't remember the show in this period, but, oh. um, but yeah, so there was the opening, I guess, um, featured Rudy Giuliani and firefighters and a performance of the boxer by Paul Simon. Yeah. I, I remember this so clearly. It was, it was one of the most profound, well, I think the most profound moment they had in Saturday Life history because you think about, you know, Saturday Night Live and New York City are yeah. just so intertwined. And with what had happened, um, it was very emotional, mm -hmm. very emotional. And um, then uh, he performs the boxer, I think it was after he performed it, um, that Lorne Michaels says to Rudy Giuliani, is it okay if we're funny? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani <laughs> says, you never have been before. <laughs> and it was this great moment and... and um, in, in reading interviews and things, Lauren Michaels, that was a legitimate question that they had. You know, they they were obviously already working on the show, 9-11 happens, and they're like, should we do the show? Should we, you know, there was such, it, it was such a dark time for America that it was like, should we laugh? And, and he said, we asked ourselves that over and over. Mm -hmm. Is it okay to be funny? Or, you know, do we, do we need more time? You know, um, and that was a great, that moment right there broke the ice. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I remember even hesitating to watch Saturday Night Live. Like, what are they going to do? And if they're just goofy and dumb, is that okay? You know, mm -hmm. it was the perfect transition to then say, let's take a minute and let's smile. Wow. Mm -hmm. and laugh. It was it was a huge Maybe moment. Maybe tear up. Yeah, it was and a huge up. moment. <clears throat> and um, apparently, Rudiani, or sorry, Rudy Giuliani also said, um, having our city's institutions up and running sends a message that New York City is open for business. And so it was kind of taken as SNL is part of the city's institutions. Um, so yeah, as a result of 9-11 though, so before 9-11, um, SNL had been ramping up its political commentary quite a bit, um, especially in light of George Bush's election. Um, but as a result of 9-11, they did scale back again. Um, yeah. Um, so this season we have, again, a lot of the same cast, minus Molly the Shannon. only real addition there is Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Woo! And then featured uh, players yeah. and what also have... What did she have ever go on to do? Huh? <laughs> Amy Poehler. too. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then featured players on that we have Dean Edwards, Seth Meyers, <coughs> and Jeff Richards. So. 
I will say now that Amy Poehler is on my other <laughs> favorite bit with Maya Rudolph and hers, they do Boston Beat. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, and they, I can't even do it, but they <laughs> they have like a talk show and it's, they have these Boston, like heavy accents and it's mm-hmm. funny. There's one where, um, oh, is it Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake are like the boom mic operators and they don't have anyone else on the show so they interview them and they're like, bada boom, bada boom, and they're like really attracted to him and keep making these comments. It's oh. That whole bit's so yeah, funny. Absolutely. Uh, cool. And then going on to 2002 to 2003, so we have Rachel Dretch. Again, you know, a lot of the same people. Um, but we have the addition of Fred Armisen, uh, Will Forte. I think those are the only two major additions. Um, Fred Armisen, <laughs> of course, has gone on to do Portlandia, and mm-hmm. he does, he shows up so all funny, the time. Yeah. <laughs> and in town to, isn't, isn't he the house band for which talk show is it? Like, he leads the band he, for... He was for Seth Meyers. Okay. Yeah. Like, so a good musician. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's still doing that or if he just does it occasionally, but when Seth Meyers first mm-hmm. took over the late show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Will Forte, who has gone on to do... I think he's working on Last Man on Earth now. That's his yeah. project, so, yeah. And maybe his big one was MacGruber. Oh, yeah. Yes. The MacGyver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that movie spinoff. Yeah, that was great. <clears throat> um, so getting into 2003 to 2004, so Jimmy Fallon does decide to leave at the end of this season. Um, and again, a lot of the same cast, not a whole lot of changes, um, but we do have the addition of Finesse Mitchell and Kenan Thompson. Um, Kenan, yeah. who's now the longest going a mm-hmm. cast member yeah so show. he came on in 2003 <coughs> and uh so yeah he's been on for 15 years now <laughs> quite a while I, I was big into nickelodeon so that was kind of a fun addition to see yes. him on there like all the keenan and cal and all that <laughs> yeah, and absolutely so yeah and a funny guy yep, yeah yeah he's very funny um and then 2004 to 2005 um so will ferrell has left the show or no yes will ferrell left the show um, oh, I guess he had already left. I'm sorry. I <laughs> he had left. Um, but yeah, so we have Fred Armisen, Rachel Dratch, Tina Fey, Will Forte, Daryl Hammond, Seth Meyers, Chris Parnell, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Horatio Sands. And then our featured players, we have Finesse Mitchell, Rob Riggle, Jason Sudeikis, and Keenan Thompson. They remain pretty solid. Like they didn't. Mm-hmm. It seems they hit a point where even now they don't switch out people quite as often. That is true. <laughs> yep. Jason Sudeikis is great. Um, I love Jason Sudeikis. It's only comment there. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Um, cool. And then getting into 2005 to 2006. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of changes, but they did add Bill Hader, Andy Sandberg, and Kristen Wiig. Um, I want to talk about all three of these. How can you not say that somebody's got an eye for talent there? I know. Absolutely. Can I talk about all three of them? Well, there's so many. Um, Bill Hader, I think, he's so good. And um, his best one is probably Stefan, who it's on Character on Weekend Update. This is when Seth Meyers is um, leading Weekend Update in Stefan's kind of in love with Stefan Myers, and he comes on there. And Bill Hader's another one that breaks all the time, so they sort of wrote this character like playing into that. So he always covers his uh, mouth with his hands, like trying to cover up laughs. But he's this 
I don't New York local who is always trying to tell you the hot scene, like what club you're supposed to go to, but they're horrible <laughs> recommendations. So I'd be like, I don't know, New York's hottest club is Oh yeah. It'll be some like ridiculous name. And yeah, he'll yeah. list off like the <laughs> dumb things in the club. But, but you know, part of the reason he always broke was mm-hmm. That he didn't know what was mm-hmm. on the cube. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> that was that he didn't know ahead of time, and so he's reading it for the first time uh, um, on air. So and so silly. that's why he would break because he had never seen uh, it before. I should have clipped one of those so, that we could play because uh, they're so ridiculous. They are yeah. absolutely hilarious. And he always had a human something. Yeah. Like, this club has everything, you know. Um, human suitcases. Wait, what's human suitcase? <laughs> it's that thing where like um, a midget wears all of your clothes and you pull them on roller skates through the airport. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being able to do that. <laughs> oh, I couldn't think of any of it. so good. Yeah. It's so funny. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Andy Samberg, I think his biggest thing is probably Lonely Island, um, yes. which maybe that's not officially what they called it on the show, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, digital shorts became like a thing at this mm-hmm. point so they record um usually crude <laughs> silly <laughs> songs that like played <laughs> in between yeah um yeah this is where michael bolton because <laughs> they do it they have this one with michael bolton i love that one and the whole thing is that lonely island is they're like oh we'll get michael bolton to do the hook for this song and he had just watched like all of the pirates of the caribbean movies and so he keeps singing about jack sparrow and it cracks me up every time uh, yeah. Lazy Sunday is another good one. Yeah. The Chrono. What calls the Narnia? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. But you can't talk about Andy Samberg without talking about his music video with Justin Timberlake. Yes. <laughs> Only uh, that to you, so my dad doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> blank in a box. <laughs> this is a clean show. That's right. Uh, yeah, this is a D. <laughs> But don't they, they have a bunch of them, cause him and Justin yes. Timberlake, because then they did um, the Mother Lover. Really. Yes. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, yeah they, they're just, they're off in some way. Yeah. yeah. If you're curious, watch it. We're not going to talk that much more about it. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty funny, but they're crude. He came a long way from Laser Cats. You know, uh, he used to do the Laser Cats videos. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't just, know what Laser Cats is. Oh, these, laser cats. these cats that shot lasers out of their eyes. And so it was like this space show. He, the bit was he was always pitching it to Lauren Michaels, and then they would show it. Uh-huh. And then Lauren Michaels would say, no, I'm not putting that on the show. And 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 we would go, good choice, Lauren. Yeah, but it now it's on the show. It was kind of bizarre to me. It was kind of a miss for me. Yeah, yeah it was definitely a miss for me. Um, yeah. Cool. And Kristen Wiig. I mean, all these people are on for a while, so we can talk. Like, okay, and you there's so many. On, but I feel like, um, really, from Molly Shannon on, there's always been one female cast member who's just like the queen of SNL. Yes. And for a while, it was Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yeah. Would but, you say it was before Molly Shannon? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I would say this is part of what, for me, um, going back to those really early days. To watch Jane Curtin hold her own mm-hmm. against Dan Aykroyd and, and some of those others, for me, was really inspiring. Um, mm-hmm. These are funny women, and I think that's part of the legacy of Saturday Night Live is 
um, finding these women that are so funny, you yeah. know, and to watch Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and some of these others um, go on to do great things, kudos for having a, a, a forum for them to launch their careers. Yeah, seriously, especially mm-hmm. given the stereotype that women aren't funny. Yes. Yes. So stupid. Absolutely. Yeah. I just so. mentioned the the one that I think is the funniest, the, um, the Lawrence Welk show, uh-huh. where they have this sister. What are, I don't remember their names, but Kristen Wiig is Dunice. And so you'll have the sisters that are all beautiful and sing their little song, and she comes out and goes, oh, Dunice, and she has, like, little baby hands and a big forehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's good. Yeah. Um, I also really love... I, okay, I I probably love this and shouldn't, but the Californians. Oh, I was gonna bring that up yeah. too. <laughs> no, no offense, Courtney, it's but fine. it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah. How did you get her? Yeah, I took the four or five to Mulholland. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because sometimes I catch myself as a native Californian, like describing where things are. <laughs> Her target ladies, funny. There's so many. She had a lot of good characters. Um, Was her name Phoebe, the one that that Penelope? Penelope that always (laughs) would one up her friends. You know, kind of like, you know, if her friend had a baby, she'd be like, "Yeah, I had two babies." (laughs) I've been to Spain. Well, I've been to the moon. (laughs) I don't know. Always pulling her hair. Yeah. um cool so casey wilson also joined the cast oh sorry this is the next the next year 2007 Uh 2008 casey wilson joined the cast she's actually the first new cast member to join the show in over two years so i think i'm skipping ahead a little bit um but yeah so casey wilson comes on um also i guess in 2007 2008 they aired four episodes of the show and then went on hiatus until february that's what it's was, was my writer's strike or anything like that? <laughs> oh, oh, it yeah, totally that was. was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Good call. Um, that ruined, I remember that so it vividly. Ruined it ruined everything. <laughs> I think that was my senior year of high school, and I had like two free periods, and what was I going to do with my time? And there was a writer's strike. It was a dark time in America. <laughs> oh, oh, it just lasted so long. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then uh, also during that period, Amy Poehler was nominated for a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supported Actress in a Comedy Series um, for SNL. And then uh, Brian Williams became the first network news anchor to host SNL during that season. Awesome. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, 2008 2009. So, not a whole lot of changes here, but we do add Abby Elliott, Bobby Moynihan, Michaela Watkins. And then Casey Wilson, who was hired the season before. Um, and didn't Michaela Watkins get fired for swearing on dropping uh, an F bomb on the show? She says that she was let go after this season, but it doesn't say what she did. I think she dropped an F bomb. <laughs> the story right but i'm probably making that up see that's the problem with living on this side of the country they leave it by the time you see it yeah yeah um yeah so polar amy polar also leaves mid-season to um to go do parks Parks and rec um good choice also in in this season so nbc aired three half-hour episodes of snl thursday night live um, a presidential election-themed weekend update special. Um, 
Oh, Abby Elliott also, so she is featured on this season. She's the first child of a former SNL cast member to be a cast member. Oh, that's kind of cool. cool. Next yeah. generation. Yeah, so mm -hmm. she's the daughter of season 20 cast member Chris, Chris Elliott. Elliott. Mm -hmm. We should bring up with those political, this is maybe the best, well, I don't know the political stuff from like earlier seasons, but this is around the Obama um, mm -hmm. McCain election. Yep. So Tina Fey doing Sarah Palin. Yes. <laughs> I don't, that whole election yeah. season was great. Yeah, so by that point, <laughs> Tina Fey had left to do 30 Rock. Um, yeah. But she came back on she for back like on little guest bits. Um, yeah. Most notably, her. Like Amy Poehler's Katie Couric, and mm -hmm. she's interviewing her, and Amy Poehler's just looking at her like, "Who is this woman?" She yep. says things like, "I can see Russia from my house." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. And then moving on to 2009 to 2010, um, we've still got Fred Armisen, Will Forte, Bill Hader, Seth Meyers, Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis, Keenan Thompson, Kristen Wiig. We still got Abby Elliott, Bobby Moynihan, and then they're joined by Nassim Pedra and Jenny Slate. Um, I love Jenny Slate. She's got this really obnoxious <laughs> high-pitched voice, but um, I, I don't know. I like her. <laughs> Isn't she dating Chris Evans? Right she now? was. They broke up. I think okay. they got back together, though. Oh, did they? Oh. I I was following that for a time because I really wanted that to happen. Sorry, but that's pop culture, and I want to know. <laughs> yep. Sounds At least good. last time I checked, they were back together. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh, Taylor Lautner hosted that season, the first seventeen-year-old male celebrity to host SNL. Oh. Um, the other seventeen-year-olds who have hosted were all girls. So it was the Olsen twins and Lindsay Lohan. Oh, all hosted when they were seventeen. Uh, Betty White hosted <clears throat> that season. She's the oldest celebrity to ever host. Oh, so they did the youngest and the oldest in the same season, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Alec Baldwin ties Steve Martin for the most frequent male SNL host. Um, they have both both hosted fifteen times. Just side note. Crazy. Yep. Um, yeah. That's Drew hot. Barrymore becomes the most frequent female SNL host at six. Um, oh, and Justin Bieber. Age 16, young female <laughs> solo musical guest. No oh dear. Wow, that oh, was a yeah. young year. It was a year. <laughs> uh, and it's the last season featuring Will Forte. And then Jenny Slate was let go at the end of the season. So, yeah. Anything else we want to add about that period? No. No? <laughs> cool. I, I feel like this is a little yeah. bit of a slump for the show. Yeah. Yeah, you've been all with Taylor Lautner. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was saying, would you agree that it maybe it's been like a slump from that point on? <laughs> I feel I like the show like, recently hasn't been very strong either. I feel like but, recently oh, there have been some really good gems with Kate McKinnon. Yeah, that's I was going to say, once Kate McKinnon joins, that's you're true. right back in mm -hmm. the game. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so 2010 to 2011. Again, a lot of the same faces, um, but new featured actors. So we've got Vanessa Bayer, Paul Britton, Taryn Killam, um, and Jay Farrow. Nassim Pedrad also returned that season. Um, Jay Farrow did Obama, correct? Mm. He was the, yeah. the show's yeah. Obama? Yeah. I think, um, wasn't Fred Armisen doing him for a while, and then eventually Jay, Jay Farrow yes. switched over? That's right. Anyway. I think um, that's right. But yeah. Kristen Wiig. I put her in the same category, though, as Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. You have Kristen Wiig. It doesn't matter that That's the rest of the cast is a little bit weak. She mm -hmm. could almost carry the whole thing herself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 2011 to 2012, again, you know, we've got Bobby Moynihan, who moves up to a cast member, Seth Meyers. 
Bill Hader, um, Abby Elliott, Fred Armson, Nazim Pedrad has moved up to a regular member, um, Andy Sandberg, Jason Sudeikis, Keegan Thompson, <coughs> Kristen Wiig, and then, yeah, pretty much all the same featured players with the addition of Kate McKinnon. Okay. Um, yeah. And there I do think it takes her a year or two to really find her pace, but... Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I didn't realize she'd been on that long. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and she did start out as, like, a featured player, so she wasn't in regular sketches, right. but, yeah. Uh, 2012 to 2013, we've got uh, Fred Armisen, Vanessa Bayer, Bill Hader, Taryn Killam, um, who's now a featured, or a repertory actor. Uh, Seth Meyers, Bobby Moynihan, Nassim Pedrad, Jay Farrow, Jason Sudeikis, Keenan Thompson. And then we've got featuring A.D. Bryant, Kate McKinnon, Tim Robinson, Cecily Strong. See, I think that... Um, this is really the era of the women because mm -hmm. Aidy Bryant, totally. Cecily, and Kate McKinnon, I feel like they are so strong yeah. right now. It's yeah. They're really all awesome. powerful. <coughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're, the songs that they do are really fun, too. <laughs> yeah. I think those are my favorite bits with all them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so also notable about this season, so this is when um, Kristen Wiig leaves the show. Mm -hmm. um, cool. So then moving on, oh, Abby Elliott is also gone. Um, and that's it. Season Justin Timberlake becomes one of the five yeah. timer. He's my favorite host on it. I really like yeah. Justin Timberlake. Okay, so his, his bit with the um, <clears throat> when when he's on the street corner and trying yes. to get money, bring it on down to Homelessville. Those are just. I mean, you just watch those and go, this kid is just so talented. Yeah, absolutely. He should he should just be on there all the time. <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, cool. And then that gets us into 2013 to 2014, which is officially the year with the most women. Um, so we have Vanessa Bayer, A.D. Bryant, Kate McKinnon. I'm naming all the women just right now. Cecily <laughs> Strong. And then featured actresses include Noelle Wells, Brooks Whelan, and uh, I think Sashir Zamata. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we've also still got, you know, Taryn Killam. We've got Seth Meyers. Um, oh, and Nassim Pedrad also, um, who's another female actress on the show. Uh, Jay Farrow, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson. Oh, Beck Bennett um, comes on the show as a featured actor. He's um, very strong. I love Beck Bennett. Um, he's in DuckTales now as the oh. Quack, and I love <laughs> him. Uh, John Milheiser, Kyle Mooney, Mike O'Brien. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Cecily Strong becomes... Seth Meyers co-anchor on Weekend Update in this season. Um, and yeah, I, I actually really like her on Weekend Update as well. My, my favorite Cecily Strong character is, girl, you wish you hadn't started a conversation yes. with the party. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> I, I, I just love Seth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, death, starvation, floods, pick <laughs> one, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, also in this season, so Seth Meyers does leave in February of 2014. Um, Jason Sudeikis is also gone, as is Fred Armisen and Bill Hader. Um, and that leaves Keenan Thompson as the longest tenured current male cast member. Um, so yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to cover. Uh, Bruce Willis hosted. John Goodman hosted. Uh, that was his 13th time, John Goodman. Uh, Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey both, uh, both <laughs> hosted, so that it was the first season in which 
Um, weekend update anchors came back to host within the same season, so yeah. Um, Andy Sandberg hosts the season, um, or hosts the, the season finale. Um, you know, and I have to wonder on those guys, you know, when you're um, one of the players and then you come back to host, isn't that kind of like, I don't know, like you just spiking the ball in the end zone. I, I <laughs> it's got to be a really cool moment for them because, you know, they kind of paid their dues, they did their bit, and they were able to negotiate going on to something bigger and better, which allows them to come back and host. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got to be a really gratifying yeah. feeling. <laughs> Um, so in the next year, 2014 to 2015, um, so we pretty much just add Michael Che on the featured list and Pete Davidson as well as Leslie Jones. Um, so side note, Pete Davidson is the is currently the youngest member of the current cast. Yes, and he is the first um, SNL cast member who was born in the 90s. Oh wow! And yeah. about to become Mr. Ariana Grande. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> and we've added Leslie Jones, which is yet another yeah. strong woman who is just hilarious. Um, my favorite Leslie Jones, um, she was on Weekend Update. Um, she was one of, you know, there were a lot of stars that uh, they got, their computers got hacked and compromising pictures were released and she was one of them, which is, you know, a really awkward, difficult situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. She goes on Weekend Update and she's like, you want to see naked pictures of me? Just ask. <laughs> she says, I keep my porn in a folder labeled porn. I'm an open book. It, it was brilliant. It was really well done. I love her. Yep. Um, and that brings us to the 2015-2016 season. So um, John Rudnitsky joins as a featured player. And other than that, most of stays the same. A lot of people move over to being repertory players. Um, but other than that, it's mostly the same. Um, Daryl Hammond came back as Donald Trump during this season, uh, so there was that. Um, <laughs> That's all to be said. Apparently, <laughs> he's not really happy because he got replaced, as mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have, and there were a lot of problems with election coverage that season um, because of Donald Trump. Yep. Can I say too, there was a, I, I, we don't have to get into political stuff, but there, so Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon did such a good job as Hillary Clinton. Yes. And then I don't know if it was like, it was a couple days after the election was called or whatnot. Um, she sings hallelujah mm -hmm. and like play. And this is also when, um, Oh, what's his Leonard? Uh, who wrote Hel sings Hallelujah? Or who wrote? Yeah, Leonard. Oh, Leonard Thank you. Um, when he passed away too, uh -huh. so she mm -hmm. sings that song, and it was like, oh, I'm like, oh, everyone's feeling that right now a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, this maybe could be bad. Um, yeah. But her, the way she played it, I was just so proud of her. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, so 2016 to 2017 season. Um, so we have Vanessa Mayer, Beck Bennett, A.D. Bryant, Michael Che, Pete Davidson, Leslie Jones, Colin Yost, uh, Kate McKinnon, Kyle Mooney, Bobby Moynihan, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson, Sashir Zamata, and then featured players are Mikey Day, Alex Moffat, and Melissa Villasenor, uh -huh. um, who does some really killer impressions. And is it 
Is it the, the first uh, Hispanic woman that they've mm -hmm. had on Saturday Night Live? I believe so. Um, and we have to talk about Michael Che and Colin Jost doing the weekend update because mm -hmm. I think they're a very strong team. Yeah, I'd never heard of these guys. It's <laughs> like, we'll see how this goes. And I think uh, they've done very well. I mean, they're going to be hosting the Emmys. so That um, they are. They, <laughs> I think that their chemistry and stuff has been great. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying them as the host. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, uh, so at the end of the season, Vanessa Bayer, Bobby Moynihan, so she is a model all left. Um, Taron Killam was fired because he was filming Killing Gunther at the time. Um, and I guess there were just some conflicts there. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? So, speaking of Melissa Villasenor, so she's, um, a lot of people have said that she is the first Latina cast member, but Noelle Wells, um, was part Mexican. Oh, okay. So, yeah. We'll, we'll um, that. and she's... <laughs> And she's technically the fourth Hispanic cast member after Horatio Sands, Fred Armisen, and Noel Wells. Oh, so. There you go. <clears throat> okay. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then moving <laughs> on. So, and then we should also mention Alec Baldwin um, starts coming on as Trump in that season. Yeah. Um, he's not listed which, which as a regular cast member. Daryl Hammond was not really thrilled, thrilled yeah. um, to not be renewed there, but... Yeah. But, um, Which I think is is fair on his part, but Alec Baldwin's Trump is so good. I and he now I'm double checking with all my Emmys notes. <laughs> I he won an Emmy for yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's not that common for people on SNL to win. <laughs> yeah. And so both he and Kate McKinnon last last mm -hmm. year. Yeah, I would just I, I worry that Saturday Night Live is going to. Um, I feel like they did this a little bit with Sarah Palin, beat a dead horse a little bit, and mm -hmm. and plus sometimes when there's such a strong personal agenda there, that that starts to speak louder than the comedy, and so I would kind of warn them about you know Alec Baldwin um, having too much of an agenda. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, it's got to be funny, mm -hmm. um, and if all you're doing is making fun of him by by doing an exaggerated caricature for me that's not what i tune yeah. in to watch i it's you still got to make it clever mm -hmm. and you know and put a, some bite into it i yeah, think absolutely um so that gets us into the most recent and i know that this episode has gone on really long so i apologize <laughs> Um, so much to talk about. years worth of stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the most recent season we've had Beck Bennett, A.D. Bryant, Michael Che, um, Pete Davidson, Leslie Jones, Colin Jost, Kate McKinnon, Kyle Mooney, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson, and then our featured players Mikey Day, Heidi Gardner, who's a new one, um, Alex Moffat, Luke Knoll, who's also new, um, Chris Red, and Melissa Villasenor. So yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. I don't know anything about this upcoming season, though. So does anyone? <laughs> That's a very good question. No, yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't think I don't they've announced when they're, yeah, when they're starting or anything. Actually, yeah, I'm assuming if any of those big ones like uh, Kate McKinnon or Cecily Strong or Eddie Bryant weren't coming we back, know. you probably would have heard. So yeah, I I'm think that they're still there. So according to Wikipedia, as of September first, <laughs> um, the show has not technically been renewed for a season forty-four, but. Um, since it's such a cultural icon, everybody kind of assumes it's perpetually renewed unless NBC announces otherwise. If it wasn't coming back, NBC yeah. would have said so by now. So, 
Yeah. Cool. That's us and now, guys. <laughs> so many Ooh, things. Woo! <laughs> All right. I'll put a put a pitch in here that um, one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode not only is it kind of the beginning of TV starting up again mm-hmm. and hopefully the new season <laughs> that yeah. they'll announce, um, but they're releasing a documentary about Gilda Radner that's coming out mm-hmm. soon that I'm pretty excited to see. So, yeah. well, if you I want more of this, the episode has already gone on too long, but there are so many great cast members who have passed away. Um, you know, John Belushi, Gilda Radner, mm-hmm. Phil Hartman, um, really talented people. Um, I, I took Gilda Radner's really hard, that she was a, a real uh, influential figure in my early life, and mm-hmm. so um, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, the trailer for it's so sweet because you have like Amy Poehler. They they have her journals, and they'll hand um, an actor her journals, and Amy Poehler's like, this is her handwriting. This was hers. Like yeah. they're all so like in awe yeah. of her. So it was just really touching. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I do have to close <laughs> this up by saying actually NBC has announced a premiere date. Oh, good. It's <laughs> So yeah, awesome. It is definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so worried that it wouldn't come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's going to be it for us this uh, episode. Thank you to Lenore for coming on. Um, Thanks so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks um, for asking. Yeah, and then as always, you can find us on uh, Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes, on Twitter at PC Footnotes. You can email us your suggestions for shows that you want to hear us do um, at popculturefootnotes at gmail.com. Um, if you're listening on iTunes or any of the other places where we are available, you can also check us out on our website, popculture-footnotes.com. Um, and uh, make sure to join us next week when we will be talking about Shannon. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Just see. <laughs> We've been rearranging episodes. Who yes. knows? Just it'll be good. Just live in the suspense. <laughs> Whatever it is, it'll be awesome. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I need to just stop asking that. <laughs> I mean, we usually know, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. who knows this time? <laughs> well, whatever it is, I'm sure it will be lovely. So make sure to join us then. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. See yeah. ya.